Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix It Radio KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful Saturday morning. This is a live show that we have today, February the 25th. So you're listening to us on Tuesday, thank you very much for listening as well. We appreciate it. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Larry Unger answering phones, of course. We'll be here through Drive Radio right after this as well, or Rush to Reason on Tuesday. But we have special guests with us today, which last minute uh, agreed to uh, join me this morning, which I appreciate very much. Catherine and Robin from KNR Home Transitions. And they are with me a lot of times during the week, but uh, given this is their expertise and we do a lot of things around the house, I thought, why not have you guys in? And we've done this before, so this works out really well, so. We enjoy it. So good morning. <laughs> it's always good to share some uh, little tidbits on the radio, for sure, with our folks out there. And the, the English accent is Catherine. Yes. I'm just Robin. getting over a cold, so I might be a bit raspy. Oh, you sound fine. <laughs> you sound fine. And then Robin, of course. And now, uh, real estate-wise, here in Colorado, and I've got, I've got a specific question that came in yesterday. I don't know if somebody had ESP and knew you guys were going to be here, but I had a text line question yesterday that involves you two that I'll get to here in just a few minutes. But what is the state of the real estate market right now? I know that just from personal experience, there are homes still being put on the market, still being sold. So it's not like things are just totally dead in the water, correct? Absolutely not. I mean, I think things have picked up, to tell you the truth. I think people have come to the realization. Remember when we said before the end of the year, we were like, I think people are in shock and they're just, you know, this sudden interest rate. And now people are at the realization, hold on a minute, this isn't going to change. We need to get out there and stop the new normal and and go to buy. And, you know, and people are working ways around it. Like lenders are doing three or two one buy downs. People are asking for concessions, you know, and they're using that to pay down their rate. There's ways around this. And uh, I think definitely buyers have come to the realization, you know what, we wait any longer. Um, you know, it's just going to maybe get worse and the prices are going to go back up as well. We're not going to be able to find maybe an advantageous oh, deal. And, uh, you know, as the weather gets warmer, as we all know, you know, there's going to be more buyers coming back into the market. But the key thing is that our inventory is still low. Yes. And I think the, the important thing is buyers are out there. And so if people are looking to sell, get it on the market because the buyers are there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. And, and price yeah. it properly. No, they are. And I've got an example of that, of, of a, a family member here recently, just really within the last uh, week or so, that uh, is building a house, put a home on the market. And this is not, you know, a cheap home. This is, you know, r- pretty close, touching the million-dollar mark, and sold it in two days at 20 k over asking price. So, mm-hmm. And it's a cash it's a cash transaction. So are there buyers out there with money? Yes, there still Absolutely. are buyers out there with money. Yes. So yeah. I think a lot of people, especially if you look at the, the uh, uh, any kind of news at all, you look at the mainstream media and it's just, you know, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me, the market's bad, this, that, and the other. And there's even a lot of folks on social media talking about it. And it's as bad as it was in 08, which, got, by the way, folks, we're not even close to where we were in 2008. And my prediction is, nor will we be. We're not even, we're not even going to come close to that much to what what Catherine and Robin both said a moment ago, our inventory levels aren't going to allow that to happen mm-hmm. as to what happened in 2008. Two things that won't allow it. There's probably more than two, but the two main things. 
One, what I just said, there's not enough inventory. The reason there's not enough inventory is because even people that might want to sell and maybe would rather do something different, they've got so much equity in their property now. And they've typically got a pretty low interest rate yes. that they're looking at that saying, wait a minute, I, I'm not going to do anything until I absolutely have to. Even if mm-hmm. I'm in a little bit of a of a pickle financially, I'll, I'll do what I can even on that equity portion. I'll go get a loan on that. I'll do whatever I need to to make things work because I'm not going to give up my 20 or 30 percent equity. This is not like 08 where people owed more on the home than it was worth. This is the opposite. Yes. But... Even with that and people saying, well, I'm going to stick where I am, people are dying. It's true. People are getting divorced. True. People's families are growing. Yep. People are aging and need to make a housing change. So regardless of what's going to happen, you know, in the market or the mainstream media or whatever, life goes on. Yep. Yep. Yeah, great point, Robin. And I think that's one thing we all tend to forget is we all, we all well, let's face it. We all sort of live in our own little bubble in whatever mm-hmm. that mile circumference radius is of where we live and work and travel and whatever. That's sort of what we see on a regular basis, and that's sort of our world. And, and it is. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not our world. It is our world. Unfortunately, there's a lot more world out there besides that little bubble we all tend to live in. Correct. And I mean mm-hmm. bubble as in who do you talk to? Who are you associating with? What do you watch on social media? What channels do you watch on TV? You know, all these different things. It really shapes your perspective on what's going on in the world. And again, mainstream media and a lot of naysayers out there will tell you that the real estate market is just awful and, you know, sit tight. You can't do anything. There's no opportunity. (laughs) Again, there's always opportunity. It's a matter of how you find it. Where is it at? Um, you know, identifying that and then putting yourself in a position where you can capitalize on those things. Well, again, just like what I said before, we're right now we're dealing with two job transfers, a death, a divorce, and a move closer to the kids. Okay. Life goes on. Yeah, and to your point, Robin, there people people will put some things on hold for a little while, but I think that Catherine said it a moment ago, that hold is off. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've I seen agree. this as we're okay. We we know this, this is, is the new norm. Yeah, this is where we're at. Let's just start moving forward with our life yeah. like we need to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which I is agree. which is by the way, that's a good thing. That's what keeps things moving along. So, let's talk. Uh, we kind of get an overall of where the market's at right now. So again, just to recap for all of you listening, no, the market's not dead, especially in Colorado. Now, are there some? Are there probably some? Some, you know, micro areas around the country where things might be a little bit worse than they are here. And by the way, that's always true. It can be true when when here in Colorado, people were offering, you know, $100,000 over asking price to buy a house. There were places around the country you could buy one for probably asking price or less. There's always going to be those pockets, if you would, where things are not like it is somewhere else. And in Colorado, we are call it cursed or blessed you use whatever terminology you want but we're we're in the world here to where we don't have enough inventory we'll get to those numbers in a second we don't have enough inventory we haven't had enough inventory now really since we came out of that last debacle in 2008 we've had low inventory levels in colorado for quite some time we're a state where even if people aren't moving here permanently they're buying second homes here Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the other thing I think we forget, and you never hear about that in the mainstream media either. Colorado is a destination to not only retire in, but come and play in. Well, on uh, top of that, too, there has been so much market volatility, and folks are coming to the realization that another solid investment is real estate. 
Correct. Yeah. And you're saying about the second home, I totally agree with you there. It's a lot of people are a bit like the snowbirds. You know, they'll go to Arizona or Florida and then they'll be here for the other part of the year too. Correct. So, and that, we have a, a big population that does that. We do. And I've noticed just, I don't know why I'm weird. I'll, I'd be the first to admit it. I'm weird. I look at license plates a lot, I guess. And I, yeah. I put a lot of miles on daily, but I get a chance to look at a lot of license plates. And, and I. I have to believe, I don't have any statistics on this because I've never stopped and checked with anybody mm-hmm. that's driving with an out-of-state plate, but you've got to believe that there's a lot of folks that, are, that, have, that have got some other type of property here. They're, they're not just transplants that have not changed their plates yet. Now, is there a percentage of those plates where that may be the case? Possibly, but I think there's a lot of folks from, to your point, Kat, Florida, Arizona, Texas, places like that, where they've just got a second home here, mm-hmm. and they're doing whatever they want to do during that time frame, whether it's skiing, whether it's whatever the case may be, they're here as a second home, and they've got that second home here to do that with. And they might be registering their car in the other state. Because it's cheaper there. Because it's cheaper. Florida, for <laughs> yeah. example, we see a lot of Florida plates. In Florida, I think it's a – don't quote me on this, everybody, but I believe it's like a flat it's, – it's close to like 100 bucks. It's almost a flat yeah. fee in Florida, yeah. so it's very inexpensive to just leave the car registered there, not here, but yet they've probably got – "Quote unquote dual residency, mm-hmm. if you would." And so the difference is they have a flat fee, and we're flattened when we see the fee. Yes, that's exactly right, Robin. <laughs> Holy, I and mean, that's a conversation for Drive Radio, I know. But yeah, yeah our yeah. our license plate fees here are out one of the highest in the country, by the way, uh, as you guys but all. But you know. get a parks pass. Yes, you can get only a if you pass. opt in or opt out. Yes, <laughs> whichever um, way you want to do it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yes, that is true. Um, we talked about that a lot prior to that actually happening on Drive Radio as well. But uh, anyways, no, there's there's a lot of folks that, you know, back to the point of there's a lot of people out there that have second homes here, and they're from all over the country. And, and how do I know that? Well, when you ex- – again, you learn by experience. And I didn't know a lot of these things either until actually having a home up in the mountains, and then when that burned down, had to do another home. And just going through that process twice mm-hmm. – and realizing how competitive that end of it was, even in mountain towns where you would think, wait a minute, why, where are all these people coming from? Well, they're people doing just exactly what we're talking about mm-hmm. and in some cases showing up with cash. Yep. So I these agree. are these are buyers buying second homes with cash. And again, a lot of folks don't know that and don't experience that because and I, I didn't know that either until actually seeing that for myself. It's one of those things where until you experience it, you don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. Well what's interesting too is we reach out to all the the probates okay. that come through and you'll just see the same person that passed and property 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 uh, property property got it so they they got it they understood yeah. it yeah yeah they understood it and okay so in a situation like that robin explain how that works so that's in probate they've got all these properties evidently didn't have things dialed in well enough on an estate plan or a will so it's in probate is that what happens um, generally, what we do is we reach out and we will find out what the situation is and then we will talk them through it because there, there's a number of different things. You'll find out who the personal representative is and then you'll find out was there a beneficiary deed on the property which just sent it directly to whomever. Was it in a trust which sent it directly or is it going to be included in probate? And if in fact it's in probate, we will help the person get the letters testamentary which they have to do, and they'll, the court will validate, yes, you're the personal representative, here's the letters that will give them the authority to sell the property. Got it. And a lot of folks say, well, I have to sit on it for six months, and it's like, no, you don't. 
generally the estate may have to stay open, but you can sell it. The and property put the out money. of the out of the estate. Yeah, the yeah. estate stays open, but you can do whatever you want to with the properties inside. Exactly, of it. and then it, the money goes back into the estate to help settle it or whatever. Whatever you need to do. Yeah. Okay. Good. To, I. You and again, we talk a lot about Michael Bailey. He's our sponsor, even on Drive Radio and during the week as well. You would think people would have more of that dialed in, as much of that that is is out there and the availability to do so. But even even rock stars and Hollywood stars will die and not have all that dialed in. It's just absolutely amazing to me that they. I guess they just think they're not going to ever die. Yeah. I think people are busy in life, and uh, life gets the better of us, and yeah. it's not something that they see as a priority. Um, you know, we know it is a priority because obviously we're in that sort of Correct. industry, but I think that generally people, in, they, they all know they should do it, but it's whether they take the time to get around <laughs> to doing it. That's very, the thing. Very good point. Okay, so we'll take a break here in just a few minutes. In the meantime, one thing that just came up, Dave Hart, who's one of our great sponsors, Roof Savers of Colorado, and he was mentioning, he just sent me some pictures of a home inspection he just did, and that was a question I had for you ladies. We, though all, you know, the good side to what where we're at right now, though, is is I realized people could still do an offer, waive inspections and so on, but that's probably not the norm. We should be back in a position where if you're buying a home, you've got the ability to allow the appraisal to come in, do your inspections, you know, take the time in the buying process where it's not this frenzy that it was, say, even six, eight months ago. Am I right? Yeah, Absolutely. and I, 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 th- I think everybody should do an inspection. Even if I have a buyer that comes to me, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll, we're on a listing side and the buyer comes and says, well, we, we won't do inspection. I would say, no, you need to do inspection because I don't want it coming back on my seller. You know, right. you have to do your due diligence to buy this property. Right. That's the, that protects the seller as well. Sure. So sure. you shouldn't jump ahead of yourself on those. Some sort of parts of the contract you definitely should um, take seriously and take your time looking at it and seeing if it's something that you yeah. want to, yeah. to do. You can't return it. And, you no, know, true. even on Good the point. buy side, Good point. you know, you've you got to make sure you know what you're getting into. And the other thing that's very interesting is with certain types of loans, they will the loan will be contingent on, you know, certain issues with the property, as okay. will appraisal. You know, we have an appraisal that came back and it said, you know, yes, it will appraise, but you have to do these things. To fix but it, the property. But that, that's a yeah. VA loan, though. Yes. Um, so Certain that's a different ballpark. VA loan is definitely the appraiser does also look at the condition of the home and will make those recommendations. That Makes because sense. otherwise the VA, you know the the VA loan will not go forward. This one that Dave sent me, which by the way, this is a great way of doing things as well. This was an inspection that Dave did, and you know, of course, Dave's our roofer, so he was doing a roof inspection and so on. And this was from the seller getting the inspection done prior to a sale to make sure everything was dialed in, which, by the way, I tell, I, it's no different than selling a used car. If you really want to get top dollar out of what you have, have these things done, handled, ready to go, so if there's any problems that come up, you can remedy those. So when you go do an inspection, you've got a nice, clean bill of health, and you can get top dollar out of whatever it is that you're selling. In this case... But Dave, you also have to disclose things that you find on that, true. Impre- yeah. that inspection true. beforehand. True. Yeah. Well, but, you know, let's face it. They're going to come up one way or the other, so you might as well get yeah. them done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In this case, Dave did an inspection, and this particular home had no roof ventilation, which means it built up moisture, moisture. in the attic. There's mold all over. There's all sorts of things now they've got to do Probably to remedy that. a garden that. growing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he showed <laughs> me mus- pictures of the, for that of the black mold and so on. And, yeah, so uh, point being. 
again, much like we talk about on drive radio when it comes to used cars, having an inspection done, making sure that things are dialed in. If there is things that need to be remedied, go ahead and take care of those things. You know, even because here's the thing, even if it has to be disclosed, they're going to find this stuff anyways. Wouldn't you rather have it done on the front side, have it all taken care of, it's up to speed, somebody comes in, inspects it, and says, yep, check it off the list, it's all done, it's good, and so on, other than walking, rather than walking into this and seeing black mold everywhere. And the other thing that's really interesting is, let's say that the seller doesn't do an inspection, but a buyer does, and they find, you know, the mushroom attic up there, and... So they say, you know what, we're we're going to terminate we're gonna based kill the on deal. inspection. Which, well, by the way, I wouldn't blame them. Yeah, but that inspection is going to live with that property because now the seller knows that he's and got he, and he or she the has to disclose garden, that, correct? and they have to disclose it yeah. now. So you so might why as not well take get care it of done. It. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so here's a question for you on that on the on the legal end of it. Let's say that you're not planning on selling the house but you might have had a little area where you had some mold or something along those lines and you know it could have been even several years ago but you took care of it you know maybe you had a roof leak dave came out they remedied it got everything taken care of fixed handled and so on what what's the leak legality of actually disclosing those sorts of things that you may have had even years ago how does that work on you guys as well if you if you know about it it should be on the seller's property disclosure you should disclose that and show the paperwork for remediation you know that I mean, it, it's something you need to disclose. If you okay. are aware of it, and even and, and even if the realtor is aware of it, and the seller doesn't want to disclose it, the realtor is obliged to, I see. to, um, you know, to inform the other party that what, this is. Where's happened. the threshold on you know general repairs versus a major fix? What's the rule of thumb on that, or is there one? It's really health and safety and structural stuff. Okay, like if you know there was a massive crack. On the foundation, it was patched up yep. or something yep. and not disclosed. <laughs> okay, that one I mean, makes that's sense. something like that. If it's health and safety, like you said, mushrooms growing in the attic and you're aware of it, that's health and safety. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's really being a decent human being and knowing exactly, yeah, there are some issues with this home. We did remedy it. And even if it's a meth lab, you know, something like that has to be disclosed, you right. know, even if it's being remediated and cleaned up. Okay. But at the same time, if you you know, got the carpets cleaned or you painted one of the bedrooms a different color or something. That's just you know, not that's, You don't have that's to disclose that. That's, that's cosmetic things, right? Yeah. And well, you don't I mean, have to disclose death in the home either. Oh, oh you don't disclose death? No. Oh, I no. didn't you are know not, that. You are not required oh, to do that. Okay. If somebody dies in the home, whether it's an awful way of dying, like, you know, somebody coming in and right. there's an altercation or somebody just passes away naturally in the home, you are n- you're not required to disclose that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Um, okay. Now, I also assume really quick before we go to break that if, you know, Dave comes out, puts a few shingles on, you know, does a little bit of repair work here and there, that's just considered regular maintenance and those sorts of things wouldn't have to be disclosed. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. That's, that's, have just, to be that's just regular I mean, maintenance stuff yeah. you're it's doing. It's probably right? better that you do just say, hey, I had the roof fixed with this and Had this inspected and, this. and we did a few yeah. shingles and whatever. a fuzzy feeling, you know, more like they're taking care of their property. Uh, good, yeah, know? good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, okay. If you guys have any questions, by the way, I should have mentioned this earlier. If you have any questions for Catherine or Rob on either one, give us a call, 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. You can text us as well, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. I say this all the time. I mean it. If you've got any kind of eyewear, you need help with that, you need an eye exam, you want to update glasses, whatever the case may be, Alan Stack, Stack Optical, one of our great sponsors, he would love to help you. And Alan can really dial things into you way better than what some of the, I call them the quick eye care places that are out there where you walk in and have eyeglasses, you know, an hour later and they may or may not fit your face. 
no, that is not going to be Allen at Stack Optical. They're going to do everything to make sure that you are much like our ladies here that are with us this morning. They're, he, they're, he's going to make sure that you're all dialed in when you leave. Everything's taken care of. You can see properly. Everything fits the way it should and so on. And he's got one of the best optometrists around as well and a very inexpensive eye exam to go along with that. So if you need any help when it comes to your eyewear or eye care, I should say, talk to Allen Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV. 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. 
With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. And if you haven't been listening and maybe just tuning in, we have Catherine and Robin from KNR Home Transitions with us today. I thought it would be a good time to have them in, A, because we're, I know it doesn't seem like it weather-wise, uh, close to spring, but we are getting closer and closer. Today and tomorrow are going to feel like spring. The middle of the week, maybe not so much, but right now it does feel like spring. And again, we left off talking about everything from just the market home inspections, how that works, even got into a little bit of probate. And the one thing I learned, which I did not know, is if somebody dies in the home, you don't have to disclose that. So you've got to disclose everything but somebody dying in the home. Yeah, I mean, you might want to just tell people anyway, because you know the neighbors will tell the person <laughs> looking at the home. So, true. I mean, I guess that's it's totally true. up to you. I mean, it, it's not a big deal. I mean, some people are a bit like, might get wigged out about something like that. I mean, I wouldn't care. It's just life. I wouldn't would. care either. You know, um, but you are not required by law. You are not. You know? Okay, I did not know that. Joe's got a comment from Jersey. Joe, welcome. What's up, John? Just a follow up to our conversation last week about adding zoning to an older home. Don't know if you had a chance to read the email I sent you this morning. Yeah, I did. Go ahead. Um, you know, last week we talked about if you've got a twenty-year-old home about adding wireless zone dampers to, uh, to that would shut up. If you've got an empty bedroom, you've got kids off to college, um, for very little money, you can now add, they now have wireless zone dampers where you put a little motorized damper in the ductwork in the basement and a, and a little thermostat on the wall. And it would, uh, and again, when the, those bedrooms are empty, you don't, you know, the kids are gone, you know, you, you're not heating those rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we forgot to talk about the savings in the summer. If, if you have a house that also has central air, like a great many do, um, that ther- that zone thermostat is also going to save you a ton of electricity, electric money in the summer. And um, because yeah. you're, you can the same same thing in the right. summer, you won't be cooling cooling those rooms. And I did a little research. Um, a, a unit um, remote uh, handheld thermostat and a uh, uh, the little motorized damper that just slips right into the ductwork, cuts into the ductwork. For fifty bucks, um, if you want to get a, a little more like a fancy programmable thermostat, then it's two hundred seventy-five bucks. But you know that's the material cost um, to install a, uh, a. That's the material cost. I'm guessing if you had an HVAC company do it, you're probably talking one hundred and fifty bucks a zone. So you're talking four hundred bucks a zone. Um, you know to put uh, right. to put uh, to retrofit. Uh, zone dampers into your home if you've got central AC. Just just a little follow-up because we neglected yeah. to talk about yeah, no, good summer, point. Right. summer benefits. Which isn't far away. Well, isn't, isn't far away. And by the way, the best time to have HVAC work done, I was, you know, like 40 now. years in the industry. Now, spring and summer are the, excuse me, um, spring and, and fall are the valley of death for air conditioning companies because mm-hmm. nobody has heat 
Nobody has heating problems. Nobody has cooling problems. Correct. And HVAC companies are desperate, yep. desperate to keep their workforce employed. Um, so the absolute yep. best time to, to get that a April and October work. months are the best. April and October. So if you want to do it, get it scheduled. Yep. You know, April's only six, six it's not days. Not that far right? away. So uh, again, you'll you'll get a you get a, a way point. better deal uh, booking it now. Good point. Uh, and, and waiting till you need it. All right, that's all I Thanks, have today, Joe. John. Appreciate it very much. And speaking of, you know, we talked last week about doing some upgrades on the HVAC side, saying saving money on energy and so on. On the real estate side, as far as values go, and again, Catherine Robin with us from KNR Home Transitions. What's the biggest bang for the buck when it comes to upgrades in homes? Well, before we go there, I want to follow up on his comment because another thing that folks can look at is a whole house fan. True. And we put one of those in, and we maybe last year used the air conditioner twice because we turn it on at night. Yep. It sucks yep. all the they heat great. out of the house. It pulls all the cool air in. And then we get up, close the windows, and we're cool all nice. day long. Nice. But I can't, I, you know, from my opinion, I mean, we're talking about upgrades in yeah. a home, okay? Mm-hmm. With the usual ones are the kitchens and bathrooms. Kitchen, bathroom, that, yeah, th- those are the givens, side. though. Yeah. But, you know, if you're in a position like we are at the moment. And, and really quick, just before we move on, Catherine. Yeah. Also, when you are doing those, if you're, th- well, I think you should do it this way, period. I know some people like to do things personally to them and even colors and so on. Now, paint paint can always be changed. You can do whatever you want to on paint. I really don't care. But when it comes to picking out, you know, countertops and tile and cabinetry and so on, be careful how trendy you get because Absolutely. depending upon how long you stay in it, the trend may be gone by mm-hmm. the time you go to sell it. And that upgrade you spent pretty good money on may actually be a detriment, not a help when it's all said and done. Am I correct? Yeah, you are correct. Okay. And the most popular color actually refer real self a classic that carries on throughout an age. And I know it's probably not, you know, it might not be the trendy one is the white kitchen cabinets and the white tile in the showers. It's just easy. Because it's goes easy with it. and it's right. classic and no, everything goes with it. You are correct. You don't have to. If, so if you want to put blue tiles in your shower and, I don't know, red cabinets in your kitchen just because you like it. And if you're just not going to stay in that home careful. forever, I would definitely rethink that. I agree with you For on sure. that. But some other just very, very inexpensive upgrades is look at things like your light fixtures okay. you know and update those because those you can easily walk in and mm-hmm. say you Good know point. that was a manufactured cheap light right. um your your knobs on your doors and your your drawers hardware yeah i'm a big well, one on that what's the hardware look like is this what the home came with originally and or and or was this just the builder grade hardware mm-hmm. and you can make a home look to robin's point you can make a home look a lot you know quote unquote richer just by changing out some of that hardware. And yes, it can get a little pricey, but if you look at what your return on that investment is and where it may separate you from another home similar to yours, it's huge. And it can change the entire appearance of a home just with the hardware. Yep. And another one that people don't think about is garage doors. Oh, good one. Yeah, that's my yeah. pet peeve. That's if you want return on investment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Garage yeah. doors. Yeah, that's my pet yeah. peeve. Because, again, most just regular builder homes will have probably, well, not probably, will have the cheapest aluminum door you could ever put mm-hmm. in. It'll show every little ding, dent, scratch, you name it. Most of them don't have any kind of windows. Yes, you could do an upgrade to the garage door, and imp- especially if it's a if it's a house where the you know garage faces the street and there's some curb appeal mm-hmm. to that and so on. It's much like the front door. 
We talk, yeah. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. You know, those first impressions, I guess, is really what we're talking about. And that garage door is a part of that first impression. But I also want to add here as well, if you're going to sell your home and you don't have the money maybe to do these upgrades and everything else, I tell you what goes a long way and which I think is a big, um, definitely makes a big impact is have your house professionally cleaned and your carpets cleaned. Yep. Yes. I mean, because people will overlook some items if they walk into your home and they can tell it is clean. Kept up. And your vents are clean. You don't have dust bunnies coming through your vents, you know, and dust above your light fixtures mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do a detailed clean. It's worth spending that bit of extra money to do yeah, especially that if you're not somebody that's super anal and does that on their own if yeah. you're not that person and to your point yeah Catherine, yes have somebody come in and take care of those things I, for you I, big I deal because i've been in homes yeah. where so, you're I like mean, does in, does anybody here own a duster yeah exactly <laughs> i mean and if you I go don't. If, if you go in and you look at a home that's an older home and maybe has the lower vanities or something right. like that other things like that but you think, well, at least it's clean. Correct. It gives a really good impression. You can say, okay, well, they obviously, it might be older, but they obviously maintain it because the home is clean. Oh, the home <laughs> I live in now is a great example of that, Robin. The, part of the home had been remodeled. A couple of the bathrooms in the in the main house had not been, and they did have the yeah. lower vanities and all that. But the fellow that I bought the home from was a friend of mine, and he's he's about as particular as I am. So the home was you know clean and neat, no problems. And I knew those were things that we would upgrade as time went by anyways but to your point i you know wanted to see it neat and clean and all of that and i could look past some of the things i knew i was going to upgrade anyways i didn't care about that i just wanted to know is the home well cared for absolutely and you're saying those secondary bathrooms have the lower vanities how do you not know your buyer is coming in with small children true and they want that lower vanity that's good and they're thinking well i'll change it to a higher one when they get older how how do you not know they've got that that's a good point what was interesting is we were in a house viewing it a couple days ago and the people went in, I think it was a flip, and they had put in a new bathroom vanity. And the floor was clean, but where the vanity was, it was kind of on, um, you know, little legs and everything. And you could so look you could under, see underneath it. It was yeah. pitch black with, with dirt, the dirt, and they hadn't done it. <laughs> so I, I, but, if I ever built, and I have never have, because I don't know if I have the patience or the time, but if I ever built a home, and I know it's more expensive to do this, I don't want cabinets go to the floor. I want the ones that hang against the wall and there's opening underneath, especially in the bathrooms. And I like wall-mounted toilets. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do not like toilets that go to the floor. Now, that's very hard to do because your house has to be made that way to make that happen. And for those of you listening that may not know what I'm talking about, just go look it up. There's a huge difference between a wall-mounted toilet and a... When the well, and also you'd have to make sure the toilets are warm mounted, not on the outside wall Correct. because of the cold we have Correct. in Colorado. Yeah, or you you're going to have interior. to have an extra right. insulation right. or something to combat that. But those are things. And by the way, if you ever look at homes and you see some of those things, I could. I That's can a tell big you, upgrade. I can tell you right now. Yeah, those are huge upgrades because you don't normally find things like that because mm. very, very few people spend the extra money to do those things because yeah. it's very I expensive agree. to do. I agree. But, but something, too, that I think is important, if people are looking to sell or get ready for sale, one of the things that we will do, and I will definitely defer to Kat because she is tremendous at this, but we'll go through the house and we'll talk to them and show them what some inexpensive upgrades are and what okay. they can do to fix it. For example, one of the things that I think is is just great, she'll go in and if you have an issue with a window, sometimes you don't have to get a new window. You can get the glass replaced. True. And these are some of the, the tricks that True. that cat knows where they're they're good fixes but they're inexpensive. Okay. 
Well, so, I, so, and really also, quick, so Dave sorry. Hart just asked a question. Yeah. He's our roofer. Do you guys know of or do you, Cat, do some of the design to help people along those lines so that when it's done, they've got a nice turnkey home ready to sell? Well, I mean, I'll give them advice. I mean, I can give them advice all they want. But my main key is when I go into a home, I'll say to them, okay, what are you hoping to achieve at okay. the end of the day? What are you looking for your return on investment and how much do you want to spend? Perfect. And that's that's how I narrow it down. I say, if you, if you do these things, that will work within your budget. If you want this amount of money, you're going to have to spend more money okay. to get that. Versus a, or nothing, versus a quote unquote designer that may come in and do all sorts of things that really don't, they may look good for you when it's all said and done, but may not add any real value to the home when it's all said exactly, and done, right? Yeah, Am I saying yeah. that correctly? Yeah. We've and don't forget, we also... Horrors. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, we also do complimentary staging when we um, we have a client at the moment. She bought a house with us last year. She asked for recommendations. I said, where do you want to be? She said, I want to get as most money out as I can. I've got this budget. And I said, okay, do this, this, and this. We went to go see her yesterday. Her home is vacant. She's done like everything I told her. So now we are ready next week to go in and get her staged and get her on the market. It's amazing to me, and I know you guys see this because it's the world you live in, but it's amazing to me. How many people that go to put a home on the market? And by the way, this is across the spectrum. It could be a you know five hundred thousand dollar home all the way up to you know mi- you know three mm. four million dollars. It doesn't I'm, matter the I, price point. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm dead serious. I I've seen it all, and it amazes to me how many people don't understand what you just said a moment mm. ago about having somebody besides them come in, look at the home. And, and I'm surprised that even some of their quote unquote realtors, although I think some realtors are just order takers. That's another conversation probably for another day. But uh, you know somebody hasn't come in and said you know. First of all, we got way too much stuff in here. We've mm-hmm. got to eliminate a lot of what's in here because people need to see the house for what it is, not for what your stuff is. You may be very, yeah. you know, you may be very sentimental to all these different items. That's all great for you, but the mm-hmm. person coming in buying the home isn't going to look at it the same way. You know, the other thing that always just I never have understood this. Why would you list your house and have all of your personal pictures hanging on the walls? Personal pictures is one of my big ones. I tell you what, another one I don't like in pictures that I see on listings, I don't like safes. I, I, people should not be putting pictures of their safe of their home in yeah, their house. Yeah, I agree. Because some people because have, that is a red flag. Some have me. some phobias about that, right? Yeah. You know, well, it's a it's a big thing. Like, hey, they've got a safe. They must have maybe stuff in there that might be. You know, why would you advertise that publicly I to everybody? I would not. I, I have. I, I clients, would not. I have my client put a sheet over it. Yeah. That's the same up. color of the wall or something like that. So it's not visible in pictures. I I agree. Thank you. I agree with that one as well. I've never understood that one. A just because. Those listings, for those of you listening, by the way, that may not understand this, when you guys put a listing up, mm-hmm. it's also going to infiltrate all of the other quote unquote sites that are out there. Yes. Yeah. Zillow, Realtor, you know, Trulia, Trulia I mean, Redfin, everything. Them. They're all, yeah. all those pictures. They're that all are, syndicates. That's yeah. right. Everything that you've had a picture taken of, including that safe, is now open to the world yeah. to see. And by the way, your address, and yeah. on the map, there's a little pin. Yeah. It even says where you live and where that safe is at. Why would you advertise that? Well, you know, it's something very interesting that you said because I was just reading on um, one of my my Internet feeds about how to blur your house on Google Maps because these oh, yeah. are also using that to, to find out where you are. True. But the other thing I want to add is when somebody gets ready to sell with us we actually give them a photographer checklist to, okay. to prepare Great for photography idea. and then we go in before the photographer comes and 
you know, just double check. Give another, and make give another sure set of eyes on it. Yeah. Well, because yeah. the photographer won't do things. If you haven't done what's on his check first, he's not going to switch your light no, on or replace well, your bulb. And in he's going to do it as it is. Her, they don't have time. They've no, got this they're, they're not schedule. paid to do that. Yeah, and they're doing, yeah. you know, maybe four or five shoots in a day, depending yeah. upon their schedule and so on. Exactly. They don't have time for that. Yeah. It's not their job. Exactly. And it's exactly. amazing still realtors are taking pictures with their cell phone oh. and you can see that immediately oh you see them the in the pictures. mirror drives me yes. nuts or you just have like a hallway with stuff all over and they're crooked and i know and the house is cluttered i and know i don't get it robin cluttered and it's like yeah. i don't and, even want to look anymore I'm and again done. i've seen this from all ends of the spectrum it's yeah. not just on one end or the other this happens across the board yeah. And for some, sometimes, you know, if you've got like a distress sale, you know, I mean, I yeah, get it. yeah, you might have a cluttered house. I don't know. Or Even then, it's like, because wait it, a minute. You can maximize people, the sale by doing things, though. Well, you can, and you advise people. But I mean, I think when it's distress, sometimes the people are in such an emotional state that they're just not ready to handle because they're still in denial about maybe where their property is going. They might be losing their home and everything okay. else. And it's, I, okay. I mean, there are certain other factors as well. And, you know, that's another thing. I get thing. that. But I going back to your photography thing, this is very interesting. There's a listing that I saw the other day that went on. And one of the pictures showed an arsenal of firearms on a pegboard in a room. Yeah, no, don't put that up on, either. On, not even in a safe, just no. up on the thing. No. And I showed my husband. I mean, he, he has firearms himself. And he's like, oh, that's just awesome. I said, no, it's not to put on a public site. Not when you've got no. pe- nefarious people out there looking yeah, at that. Yes, no. exactly. No. I mean, you're not going to have that or even in the just home for in, showings, in, are you? I, mean, I don't want to get into a daily topic no, on we're not, to Reason, yeah. but... Uh, the other reason why you would not want to do that is you don't know how it's many people out thing. there. Well, yeah, and how many people are out there looking at you thinking that guy's a nut job? Yeah, yes. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm it's a very controversial subject. So, yeah, you yes. don't want to go there. Yeah, not you don't want to go there. Absolutely, and you're, that's just an invitation for it. That's right. All right, we'll be right back. Questions for Catherine or Robin? Either one. Give us a call three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. One more segment left. As soon as we come back, this is Fix It Radio KLZ five sixty. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, today 
and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913% the third, and the remaining years at 6.913% with an APR of 6.985%. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second. 262 the third with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take aim. 720-895-0500. Three to one buy downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. All right, we are back. Catherine and Robin both with me from KNR Home Transitions. Fix It Radio, by the way, go right to the website, fixitradio.com, and you can listen to all of the different programs we've had in the past and uh, our our partners and sponsors are all there as well. Mike and Littleton, you are next. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I had the good fortune to sell a house just a few years ago, and um, the the buyer did just what the um, the guests there say. Um, they did an inspection, even though the inspection was to have no effect on the sale or the price. They had an inspection done. I was prepared to put about a hundred thousand dollars into a nineteen seventy eight house that I'd been in for 30 years, 32 years. And I was, I was prepared to put some money in it and a buyer came along that wanted it. Hmm. And, and I had done my maintenance, but I had never done upgrades. So sure. The house wasn't upgraded at all. Sure. But I was prepared to put a hundred thousand bucks into it because I'm almost 80 years old. I'm fine. My wife can't do stairs anymore. The house was full of stairs. So we were just going to get out of it. We downsized eventually moved into a big apartment and are very happy with it. But, the point being, their inspector found everything, and they found things that, that I knew were there. Um, well, I, I mean, I had a Federal Pacific panel. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and she looked at it to buy it. I'm going to put a bigger one anyway. So, you know, I mean, that's so it didn't how matter. It went. But what they did, 
they did their inspection. They gave a 165-page report. Wow. Very detailed. That's intensive. To the point of picky. But it was an interesting experience. And, and interestingly enough, the reason this buyer was so motivated to buy my house is ironic. It had a pool and wanted a pool. Oh, okay. I never tried a house with a pool most in Colorado. Pool, yeah, most houses with pools, that's not an asset in Colorado. But in your case, I guess it was. Good. It lowers the value. That's why I bought the house in the first place. I yeah. liked the house. I'd never had a pool, but I said, gee, I'm getting the house I want. I'll, I'll learn to live with a pool yeah. and work out. Became a part They're of becoming life. more and more popular in Colorado now, finally, too, Mike, There, because I think a lot of the transplants that have come in have them in other areas of the country. You're starting to see more of them here. It's not quite the detriment it used to be. I put solar on mine the first month I tried, to, after, after the first utility bill mm. came in. Yeah, I put gotcha. Water panels. Yep. Uh, you have to run the pump pretty much 24-7, which is like running central air. It is. 24-7. And on top of that, if you have to heat it, so it adds about $500 a month to your utility It sure bill. does. Wow. Probably more nowadays. It sure does. Right. And then the actual reason I called... Our voters out here, in our in their infinite wisdom, voted down the Gallagher Amendment. Right. Yeah. And I think that has to have a chilling effect on the real estate market in terms of affordability. Because about 12 years ago, I sold a 1927 house back in New Jersey for $375,000. The taxes on it were twelve five a year. Mm-hmm. And that was considered cheap mm-hmm. taxes. Mm-hmm. Back there, and I look and I say, the guy on one side of me is the janitor in the school. How is he? Yep. How is he's looking for his house. But the, what do you guys think about what's going to happen to the market just because of Gallagher and what it does to affordability? I'll let you go, Mike. I got another call coming in. I'll let the ladies answer that. Which one wants to take that? Do you think the Gallagher not having that is going to? I think it will have an impact, but what's really interesting is I've been following my house, and my value has actually gone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. My taxes have gone down slightly, but I, I I really don't know how to answer except to say time will tell. Correct. I agree with you, and I don't have a crystal ball on that one either, so I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Steve, hang tight. i got a question that came in via text line, and can you ask... The ladies from KNR about realtors who give out money but want you to list your house later with them. There's actually been some things in the news about here of late. In fact, there was one company, I believe, that did that. This kind of a national known company. It's called MV Real Estate. Uh, they call it their homeowner benefit program, where they will give you, say, a thousand bucks on the front side, and they're basically paying you to have that listing on down the road. What are your thoughts? I, I know what my thoughts are, but. I think if you're going to put out money, you need to know. I mean, if they're giving you the money, what sort of service are you getting? Correct. What's in it for them? Is, is it What's a full the service? Fine print. Uh, fine print, the fine is, print is in in the next forty years. If you list your house for sale, you have to use them. Yeah. How much are they charging commission? That's a great question. So you got to look at you know, all those. What are they going to do for you? Yep. You know, is it worth that taking that thousand dollars? I mean, we provide a full service and a lot of other benefits, so we don't charge any extra to a client. I would say that I would not take that thousand dollars. It's just my opinion. What's yeah. the expression? Penny wise and pound dollar foolish. Yeah. yeah, and is it you're yeah. locked in and you decide not to go, then you're penalized? Is, I, is I believe something that's the case. Like that? yes, I yeah, that and then the how case, much yes. do you have to pay back? Great question. Is questions. it two thousand dollars? Great question. Steve in Colorado Springs, go ahead, sir. Good morning, Good John, morning. and I believe guest Robin. Is that correct? Robin and yeah. Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Robin and Catherine. Well, quick question. 
you know, I grew up in a real estate world where, and it still happens, 99.5% of brokers are constantly singing this song that your house is your single greatest investment. Well, I don't believe that's true because it's not an investment at all. An investment throws off income that you can pay bills and cut checks to IRS and all that stuff. I believe, I think, your house is a box you live in. Hopefully you like it. Hopefully it goes up in value. It's an asset like a coin collection, mm-hmm. a stamp collection, or a collector car. But it's not an investment by definition because it doesn't throw up income. Unless you move right. every two years and take the, if you're married, filing jointly $500,000 free capital gain, then it is, Steve, which unfortunately most don't. But if you did, it would be an investment. Well, maybe, but it doesn't throw up. Uh, maybe. It would income. be. Because if you, cause if fact, you can you get know. 500k tax free every two years, that's an investment. Problem is, Steve, most don't do that. And I, I think it, it, it depends on you know how you define investment. Like if you had a one ounce gold coin, is that an investment or not? Because that gold, it's an asset. Coin, it's an asset. Yes, and I think that's that's exactly right. It's a your house is an asset. It's a great store of wealth, and it's a store of wealth that you can turn into an income. You can turn into a lump sum of cash, you can turn it mm-hmm. into a lot of things. And live in it at the yeah. same time if you so desire. It's an, it's an asset until you sell it. Correct. There's no gain whatsoever except for what you were saying about cap gains. Yeah, and again, and see, that's a big one on, on, that I continue to talk about constantly because I don't know why more people don't take advantage of that. And I'll tell you why, because they yeah. don't want the hassle of buying and selling and moving and doing all the things necessary. If they only realize the amount of wealth that is sitting there that if they did things correctly, for example, there's there's but a few builder, custom home builders, that don't live in their own home that they build custom for themselves every two to three years because they're doing exactly what I just said, Steve. They're getting a, in sure. most cases if they're married, a $500,000 free capital gain, no tax, every two years. They'll, they'll build a house, put their family in it, live in it for two or three years, spin that one off and go do it again, and they're making a boatload of money doing that tax-free. And that's and, what I'm living in. There you go. And also, yeah, it depends. That's a good idea. That's, that's a good idea. Back to what one of your previous callers was mentioning, I think your colleague there at KLZ, uh, Munson, had somebody on that said the Gallagher Amendment was repealed by our illustrious governor, Paulus, which did help to rein in property tax increases. Is that your understanding? i got to research that one a little better. I, yeah. that, that, that was a vote, not from the governor. That was actually on the ballot. And I also okay, just want to say something about the income property. You're saying it's not income, but, you know, we have uh, several clients who actually do buy homes and they rent out rooms in their home. So they are producing income for sure. them because they're not having to pay their mortgage Good because point. it's covered by rental or traveling nurses or, you know, short-term Airbnb, to where, no, sure. depending when you're zoned. Correct. So it just is an individual on, on situation it, it, of what you're using your home for. Good point. And yeah, some on, folks, on, income, yeah. on, on income properties, uh, you've probably seen this too. Over the last few years, cap rates have dropped from eight, eight and a half yes. to five, five and a half, mm-hmm. and a per door per door cost has gone from like a hundred thousand to sometimes two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand a door, depending on the area. And uh, the cap rates are down, the prices are up. Uh, I think there's got to be a day reckoning here somewhere. Well, yeah, you'd that- think, and I gotta let you go, Steve. Appreciate the phone call. Okay. Go ahead, ladies. You can fill that in. Yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to mention is, you know, Bruce Simmons has a show on reverse mortgage, True. and for people that are over sixty-two, you can actually turn your home into an income stream, and in some 
situations, depending on interest rates and, and whatnot, you can actually grow your value and draw an income from it. So I think that to summarize the whole call, it is a store of wealth, and there are ways to put that wealth to work for you. Right. And and I know I sound like a broken record because I'm always pushing the, you know, if you do this right, you can sell your home. The, the rule is you have to have it as your primary residence, live in it for a minimum of two years. And when you sell that, whatever the capital gains are, so you have your basis, whatever that is. So say it's $500,000, you sell the home for, I don't know, six fifty. By the time you pay all of the expenses out to sell it, you net it $100,000. Let's just mm-hmm. use that as an example. Uh, well, that's $50,000 a year in income tax-free for over a two-year time frame. And very few people take advantage of what I just said. And I think it's mainly because there's a misconception of, A, the tax code. And people have told them that that's like a one-time exemption when you're old, when you're you know over a certain age. None of which is true. You could be 30 years of age, be married, buy a house, live in it two years, sell it, and up to that $500,000 mark is mm-hmm. tax-free. Yeah. And most people don't know that. And if I don't you're know. married, finally. If you're married, yeah, it's it's, it's two fifty. Think of it this way: it's two fifty a person. If you're married, it's five hundred. Yeah, so if you're just absolutely. a single person, it's two fifty. Which, by the way, still isn't bad income. Even if you took some of the, you know, uh, uh, if you had that price. money in your bank account, it would be taxed. Uh, if it? you make it any yeah. other way, yeah. it's taxed. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there are people that literally, if you did it correctly, mm-hmm. you could literally earn a living doing just what I'm talking about mm-hmm. and you guys could come alongside and help with that process mm-hmm. of the whole finding another one and selling the current one you've got and do that every two years. Absolutely. All yeah. right. What's the best way to get a hold of you ladies? 720-437-8210. There you go. And if you missed that, go to knrhometransitions.com. You can also go to klzradio.com and find them there. But uh, Catherine Robin, both. Thank you very much. I appreciate all that you do, not just during the week, but coming in on Saturdays periodically and helping me here. You give out great information to our folks, and I really appreciate that very much. So thank and you. And it's fun. Well, it's thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. And I know it's time out of your beautiful Saturday morning, but thank you for doing that as well. All right. Up next, we've got Drive Radio coming up. If it's Tuesday, Rush to Reason is coming up. So stay tuned. This is KLZ Radio, and appreciate you all listening. Again, I'm John Rush, your host. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.